0: Charge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. And so we've talked a lot about the history of sin and its origin in the fall of man. We saw the work of the devil and man's rejection of God, so now we know where it all started. However, it would serve us well to define sin itself so that we may better understand it in the present. After all, the last thing we want to do here is turn this month's theme into a discussion that is in the clouds rather than a reality on the ground. Sin is something we all face, every single moment of every single day. It is something that needs to be addressed and something that can't be ignored. It is that which unfortunately defines a man. If something is that prominent in our own lives, we must understand it well. And that is why for this episode, our aim is to define and understand what sin truly is. And so, where do we start? From the scriptures, of course. So let's take a look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, where it reads, Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Now this verse provides us with an easy, succinct definition of sin, but this definition is not without depth. If we state it simply, sin is disobedience. The verse describes sin as lawlessness, meaning to be without the law. And what happens when there is no law in our own society? Anarchy, crime, and injustice. And whose law are we disobeying? God's law. Thus, to sin is to practice lawlessness, or in other words, to disobey God. And that's it. Sin is just that, disobedience to God. That means whenever we do anything contrary to the law of God and what God says, that is sin. If God's law dictates that murder is sin, to maliciously take the life of another is sin. If God's law demands purity in marriage, then to commit adultery is sin. If God's law states that we are not to be a false witness, then to deceptively lie is a sin. If you have crossed any of those lines or anything laid out in the word of God, you have committed a sin. But we must be careful to not let it end there. That is but the first step in understanding the magnitude of our sin. You see, sin is not just disobedience against the law of God. It is anything contrary to God himself. Now, where do we get that from? Well, we have to understand the law of God itself. And the culmination of it can be found in the greatest commandment. And Christ gives us that greatest commandment in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 38. And it reads And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. You see, sin isn't just part of our actions, it is part of who we are, and thus affects every part of who we are. When we fail to love God in every area of our life, we have sinned. And when we are actively fighting against him, denying who he is, and having no regard for his character, that is the exact opposite of loving God. That is, in fact, hating God and the greatest evidence of our sin. And guess what? That can happen in any and every part of our lives. Again, not just the actions that we do, but also in our speech. When we curse or use coarse language, that is sin, especially if we blaspheme his name. To take the name Jesus Christ without its due reverence is sin. We may not outwardly offend others, but if in our mind we curse them, that is sin. If we allow lustful fantasies to occupy our minds, that is still sin. If we harbor a complaining attitude in our hearts, that is sin as well. And so you can see that sin is far more prevalent in our lives than we are willing to admit or even think. So Christian, if you were to take stock of your life, and I would greatly encourage you to do so, how many sins do you think you commit a day? One sin? Two sin? Hundreds of sins? Thousands of sins? I believe if we give careful thought to our every thought, word, deed, and desire, then we shall see just how sinful we truly are. And that is the nature of sin, friends. But praise be to God that Christ did not die for just one sin, but for all of our sins. When he drank the cup of the Father's wrath, he received the punishment for every droplet of sin that you have committed and will ever commit. And that is the nature of Christ's total and complete sacrifice on the cross. May the reality of our abundant sin only point us to the ever more abundant love of God. And in turn, may that inspire us to lay aside that which Christ had died for. Take the time each day, even today, and record what sins you have committed. And the result may surprise you, but that will only allow you to grow in greater likeness of Christ, to want to mirror His holiness and to put off those sins. And is there really any greater joy than that, to want to mirror Christ's holiness? Thanks for tuning in to today's episode on what is sin. I pray that it has revealed the great magnitude of your sin and the greater magnitude of God's love for you. If Recharge Radio has been of benefit to you, we would love to hear about it. So send us a message at RechargeRadio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim once again signing off until next time.